the man cave. A sanctuary. A sacred place. A place where we can go talk about the things we want to talk about. A place where we're surrounded by our favorite teams. A place where everyone is welcome. Grab a seat and a beverage. This is the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is another episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by Woods and Water Realty, Twisted Tea. Appreciate you all tuning in to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Before we get going here, I want to remind you all, if you could do me a solid, do me a favor, make sure you subscribe and follow to the podcast, whatever, whatever podcasting platform you're using. And if it happens to be iTunes, I'd uh, love it if you could you know, put a good old five-star review on there. So other peeps can find the podcast and, uh, you know, tell a couple people about it. A couple friends, children, grandparents, brothers, sisters, uncles, cousins, aunts, whatever. Keep spreading the word because the listens have been going up. I love that. I appreciate that so much from all of you out there. I'm in your debt. Uh, kind of an interesting episode of the podcast here. I think you all know uh, one of our main topics we're going to be chatting about is... Uh, A-Raj has the COVID. Um, So, you know, chatted with C-Bomb earlier this morning. I was going to upload this podcast, you know, finish it up this morning and upload it right away. But with the uh, the news of Aaron uh, testing positive for COVID and and being out 10 days, which for sure takes him out of the game against the Chiefs, puts in jeopardy uh, against the game against Seattle. I decide, you know, I'm like, I'm going to wait a little bit. There's a lot of... uh, a lot of, uh, I don't know, how do you want to describe it? Anger, disappointment, frustration, questions, speculation, reports, rumors. I mean, everything is just like coming out. You know, Aaron has not come out and said anything. And, I, you know, he, I, I'm not surprised by that. I'm sure maybe he wants to clear the air and, and talk about it a little bit. But, you know, it is what it is right now. And the last thing I want to do is like get into arguments with, with people about this. I don't want to politicize it. That's that's not what I'm I'm all about. So I wanted to kind of like take a little bit, think about how I was how I was going to approach this, and and, and kind of talk about it because it, let's let's face it, it is a kind of a polarizing topic for for a lot of people out there right now, and. You know, in case let's kind of go through a timeline here. So this morning, which is Wednesday, Wednesday, uh, what November third? Whenever I'm losing track, you guys know. But it was reported that Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID nineteen and that he would be out for the Chiefs game. Which right away everybody's like, whoa, 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 why, why, you know, why is this different than Devontae? You know, Devontae, if he tested positive twice within 24 hours, would have been able to play Thursday. What, what's going on? Because Aaron said he was vaccinated, you know, got the vaccination. Then it started to come out that Aaron, in fact, didn't get vaccinated. So we're like, wait a minute. So did he lie? To which now, you know, you got the press conference from from August where he said he was, uh, you know, he, he was asked, did he get vaccinated and his response was his response was is that he was immunized and he talked about it and he kind of talked and he made a comment about you know not 
holding against those guys who are not vaccinated. So it gave the impression that he was vaccinated. But now it's like, well, there's a difference between, you know, immunized and, and vaccinated. I mean, you look on the CDC website, it still sounds like, you know, it's it's a mess. And then it came out that Aaron apparently, you know, did a, a holistic type of a vaccine. I don't really know the details there. And he tried to get approval from the NFL uh, to, to, you know, say that he is vaccinated. It was a different way to increase the antibodies, I guess. I, I, I don't know. I'm not a scientist or a doctor or anything like that. NFL denied it and deemed him as an unvaccinated player. And now there's questions whether Aaron and the Packers violated a lot of protocols with, with COVID because he's been seen with without a mask at certain points at events and and all that sort of stuff. I mean, there's video of it. There's video of him on the sidelines and preseason games not wearing a mask, which is a violation of the protocols because if you're an inactive player and you're not vaccinated, you're supposed to have a, a mask on you. Uh, Matt LaFleur and the Packers saying that they're confident that they went through all the protocols. Um, you know, ne the NFL Network, I know Ian Rappaport said that he's heard that, you know, Aaron has, you know, went through all the protocols within the building there as well. So there's just a lot of stuff being floated out there. You know, it's just one of those things. I mean, it's honestly, it's kind of like going back to the off season here a little bit. What do you believe? And, what's actually true and what's a hundred percent accurate. And honestly, when I'm recording this, I don't know if anything more is coming through right now, but you know, before, and this is where I wanted, that's why I, I kind of wanted to like let everything settle down. Then I realized it's probably not going to settle for a little bit. So I'll make my points made where well, my feelings on the situation or my thoughts, I should say, not that it really matters, but Hey, it's, it's the pod, right? It's the podcast and, and that sort of stuff, and everybody has an opinion and such. Let me just get this out there right away. I respect the person's right to choose what they want. I don't have – I'm not mad at Rogers for either deciding not to get vaccinated. I'm not mad at Rogers for – uh, going a different way about it. I'm not mad at that. I'm not upset about that. It's a person's individual choice, right? I'm not mad about that. The issue that I have, and I'll be honest with you, it's it's frustrating to me right now, and that's where I'm, I'm trying to let it kind of play out and and see what happens. But the issue that that I have is that is it, it looked like. It seemed like Rogers was knowingly, you know, kind of altering his words, altering his answer to the question to give the impression that, yes, I am vaccinated, but not vaccinated like we all just assume. You know, when, when you, he was asked the question, are you vaccinated? His response was, yeah, I'm immunized. And then later on saying, you know, talking about teammates who are not vaccinated or do not have the vaccination, he said he wasn't going to hold it against those guys. So it gave the impression that he was, well, you know, I, and, and to me, 
that's that's the problem I have or the issue I have with this whole thing is because this is coming from a guy who has been extremely critical, very vocal about his displeasures of, you know, reports out there in the media, what people say, how it's not always accurate, how, you know, these these things kind of come out of midair, how people twist words and, and all that sort of stuff. To me, Aaron just did that same thing. Like there's this, we know he's like probably the smartest man in the room. We, I, I think he knows he's probably the smartest man in the room. And I'm already in my mind picturing like whenever he does speak and talk about it, you know, I can already see him playing off the words. You know, I said, well, you know, like for example, I don't know if this is what he's going to say. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I can already kind of get that, get this in my mind saying, or see him saying like, I never said I was vaccinated. I said I was immunized. Well, yeah, you're not wrong, but at the same time, you gave the impression. I mean, it's one of those things that you know what the question was. You know what we were looking for as an answer. So don't play that card like, well, you know, you weren't specific. Just that that stuff like that just kind of annoys me. Not in just this situation, but in every situation when when people kind of try to dodge questions like that. Be like, well, you know, you didn't weren't specific in this or technically, you know, that stuff is just, it gets annoying. And to me, it, it shows arrogance. And that's where my issue is with this whole thing. Especially when he kind of like, you know, he talked to the, the line about, quote unquote, those guys not holding any judgment against them. It's like, but you're part of those guys too. It's It was very confusing looking back at it now. It's very confusing um, and I just, I feel like that's where my, my issue is with the whole thing. And that's where I have questions. That's where I'm a little frustrated about. Again, it's not because he chose to go a different route with a vaccine. It's not because he didn't get a vaccine, whatever. That's his choice. I'm not upset about that. It's disappointing. He's not going to be on the field. Absolutely. 100%. It's, it's disappointing that he's not going to be out there. But to me, the frustration or the the disappointment from my side is that it sure looked like, you know, call it lying, call it misleading, whatever. But we know Aaron chooses his words carefully. We know he's calculated in his responses. So it sure seems like he was trying to dodge the question, give the impression that he was given an answer that, you know, we all wanted to hear. And in fact, it wasn't 100% truthful, you know, and it's that whole technicality question again. And it's like, just, just stop acting like you are the smartest person in the room. We know you are the smartest person in the room. Just, just, just stop with that act because I, that's the thing that's just going to bug me now is like, I can feel this coming. It's going to be you know, asked as soon as he's going to be available for media, like, well, you know, you said this and that, and I can just, I can picture it already. He's going to say, well, I actually, I never said that. I said I was, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yes, technically, but you also know what people were referring to. 
that that to me is what's bugging me because it's that arrogance it's that arrogance right there Aaron Rodgers is a freaking hell of a player one of the most talented players who have ever played this game is he perfect no is any player is any person in this world perfect no they're not but here's the thing man when you call out people in the media, you call out other people for, you know, not being 100% accurate or these reports or these rumors and, and, and you know, mixing words and all that sort of stuff. You kind of just did the same thing, dude. You just did the same thing. Go ahead and play the card that you're the smartest guy. You know, go ahead. That's fine. Keep keep it going. It's just, man, that that to me just rubs the wrong way. That it sure seems like he just did something that he criticized a lot of people doing. You know, criticizing people for we all. It was highlighted a lot this offseason. He talked about it last year. He talks about it a lot on the Pat McAfee show, right? Talks about you know the the media and and reports, and, you know, never accurate, and blah, 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 blah. Dude, and I know technically, depending on what definition you look at, because there's like multiple definitions between vaccine and immunized. Believe me, I looked it up. So depending on which definition that you're looking at, it's like, yeah, technically he's, he's, you know, he's not wrong in his, you know, he never said this and that, but it's like, you know what the question was asked. You know what it was referring to. Don't be ignorant. That, to me, is the issue. Now, on the field-wise, does this affect the Packers? Oh, hell yeah. A desperate Chiefs team. But, I guess, now we're going to see Jordan Love. We're going to see if Jordan Love can do it. This is going to be, you know, and here's the thing. I don't want people to make a lot of judgments based off of one game, but that's exactly what we're going to do. We're, we're going to make judgments based off of one game. No doubt. One game. If he plays poorly, there'll be the trade him, move him on, get him out of there. You're going to get a lower pick. Resign Aaron for the next few years. If he plays great, this one could go a couple different ways. One, hey, trade him. His stock's high. Get as much as you can get back for him. Or, all right, move on from Aaron. We're good. We got our future. Everybody's going to base their judgment on one game. And that's not fair to Jordan. And that's not fair to the Packers. That's not fair to anybody. It's one game. Is it a big time game? Hell yeah. But first impressions mean everything. First impressions mean everything. So it's going to be very interesting. And the spotlight's going to be on Jordan Love. Not just for Green Bay. But perhaps some potential teams out there too. That if. They were interested in acquiring Jordan Love or if Green Bay is interested in moving on from him. It's, man, it, here's the thing, though. And with the report, uh, the NFL came out and said that uh, they're going to be looking into this whole thing, which means Packers and Packers and the uh, Rodgers could be fined and, and suspended and such, but we'll see. We'll see. But my one ask for everybody... First of all, it's health. Let's hope everybody, Aaron and anybody else who has had COVID, let's 
Let's hope they make full recoveries. They don't have any lingering long-term effects. That's the main thing in this whole thing. And please, people, let's just not attack each other. Let's just not yell, scream, bicker at each other on Twitter, Facebook, phone calls, FaceTiming. I don't care. This is getting old. This is getting tiring of the bickering, of the back and the force. I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm sick of it. You know, just, just arguing with each other about, and it, it turns, it turns political. That, that's what it is. It really does. And it gets old. It gets tiring and it gets frustrating and I'm sick of it. And I think a lot of people are sick of it. So let's just do our best, please not try to turn it into that. And please do not attack each other. All right, please. I'm begging you. All right. On that note, let's take a quick break. We'll, we'll chat a little with C-Bomb. Now, reminder, this was recorded before the news of A-Raj, all right? Then after that, the other news in the NFL, Henry Ruggs, that's going to be part of our, our closing arguments here. That's coming up after the break. Are you looking to sell your home or buy a new home? Or perhaps you're looking for some land to do some hunting or build your dream home on. Whatever the case may be, you need to check out Woods & Water Realty. Visit woodsandwater.com to check out all the listings out there for new homes, some land for hunting, or to build your new home on. Woods & Water Realty will work with you from start to finish to either put your home on the market and help find that new dream home for you or that perfect plot of land. Woods and Water Realty, your real estate store. C-Bomb's back with us for another segment here on the Man Cave podcast. Uh, how many damn Packer polos you got? Because last time you were on, you were wearing a Packer polo. Now again, you're wearing a Packer polo. I mean, well, first off, Al Capitano, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is to the listeners listen out there in Casper's podcast land, this Man Cave football podcast, or Man Cave podcast, sorry, I always want to call it football Get podcast. It right. but, Get it right. But to answer your question, brother, I've got, um, I think, three Packer polos, and this is the first time I've worn this one. I got it at the pro shop at the game, uh, what, a week ago? Oh, did you, yeah. okay, did you lose any hats there this time? No, but I actually got mine back. They found You're it. You're shitting me. Nope. They found it. Uh, they kept it. I forget the lady's name. I got a selfie with her, though. I, I I wanted to give her a hug, but I didn't because of social distancing. But, yeah, they, they found it in the pro shop, and she put it aside for me. So, okay, we you got to tell this story. Revisit it. So you and I were at a game, the Steelers game. You yep, were in the pro correct. shop. You had a hat. You were sweating because you sweat a lot. So you took it off, and you set it down, and you forgot about it. Now I you're did. at the Washington game. And they so did you email them ahead of time or call them ahead of time? I did. I emailed them. Uh the they replied back and gave me a number to call for lost and phone. So I called Debbie, her name was. Uh Debbie at the pro shop. So I gave Debbie a call and Debbie says, Well, we do have a, a hat here. Can you describe it? And I said, It's a gray bucket hat. It's got a green G. And I said, It's got sentimental value, and you guys don't sell it anymore, so I can't just buy another one. And she goes, Well, I think we've got it. And she put it aside and I, she was actually working 
the uh, the desk in the atrium, and that's where she had it. So when I went in the atrium, I went and saw her, and there it was. Holy <laughs> shit! I thought that was gone. I thought so did gone. I too. And that's my favorite. It's my favorite hat. Wow! Oh, I was pissed. Man, that I didn't. Th- I, that's why I never asked you about. It. I just figured it was gone. It was out of there. Yeah, so did I. Yep. Oh, <laughs> she had it. That was awesome. That is awesome. Shit. Hey, speaking of uh, green and gold, trade deadline's over with. Green Bay doesn't make a move. Uh, they did release Jalen Smith, though. You good with them not making a move? I am. Um, you, because what really, really, what move could they have made? I mean, they got like $4 million in cap space. Um, it takes two to tangle. I mean, you got to get a, get somebody. If we want a high-impact player, they got to come from a, a team that's not good. And it probably have to be in the AFC because nobody wants to trade within the NFC. Um, then you got to have a team that wants to eat the salary of the player you're taking on. Right. Kind of like the the Broncos did with Von Miller, and it, it nothing really lined up. I I didn't really expect anything to happen. Um, I I was kind of hoping that maybe something would happen with Kyle Rudolph, maybe or or um, Evan Ingram, but yeah, nothing nothing came to fruition. Yeah, you know, last year I know I was you know I, the big one was what Will Fuller last year. Everybody was yep. like, you know, another wide receiver. Let's get another weapon. And that one, I was a little disappointed that they didn't get it done. This year, I'm not. You know, I would have been excited if they would have, you know, somehow pulled off a thing for Fletcher Cox or, you know, a a tight end like you mentioned. Or I would have been happy if they would have got somebody. But I'm not, like, upset that they didn't make any moves because, honestly, at this point, they're 7-1, and and they're going to get three All-Pros back. 7-1, and and you're getting three freaking All-Pros back with Bakhtiari. I don't even count Zadarius Smith playing in that New Orleans game because he wasn't Zadarius and he only played a few snaps. Jair's missed half the season so far. So name another team who is like playing as well as Green Bay and they're getting three all pros back in in the next few weeks here. That's like adding, you know, some impact players right there. You know, I know, yes, they they were originally on a team, but they haven't been playing. So you're getting a boost that way. So that to me is like, that's what, I'm not trying to be a homer. I'm not trying to put the blinders on, but there was something about that Arizona game, getting it done, getting the win on the road, missing a bunch of dudes because of COVID, already had an injury list, short week, undefeated Cardinals, getting the win, seeing Matt LaFleur be aggressive, seeing the game plan that they put together. There was just something about that. Like that to me instantly put Green Bay in a contending status for me because I was kind of wavering a little bit. Like I wasn't sure. But what I saw there and knowing what we're going to get back, shit, I'm trying not to be excited, but it's hard not to be right now. No, and I'm I'm in the same boat, man. I, th- this team, and and like Aaron says when he talks to McAfee, they're, they're gritty. Uh, they haven't put a game together yet. I mean, they haven't really – the, the biggest game they put together was without all those players on a short week against Arizona. Yeah. Um, and, and they had, they had every excuse for a loss there. They went into that game. They, they could have got blown out and they had a litany of excuses they could have used and they didn't, they went out and they just got it done. Um, yeah, this, this team's loaded with talent. I mean, they really are. And it's, it's fun to watch and we have to enjoy this ride. You know what? I really, you know, you talk about the trade deadline, and I knew it wasn't going to happen, but there was a little part of me that's sitting there saying, God, I hope up, I hope I wake up and the Packers traded Jordan Love for a haul. Because what would that, that have said about the next four or five years? You know? Aaron um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, you know, I guess that's what's 
that's what's hurting me about the whole season is I don't want it to be the last polka. You know, I, and just part of me knows that this might be it and I don't want it. I don't want it to be, but you know, that's, that's where like, you know, now we're, we're getting into the whole thing. Like was Aaron going to be back next year because, you know, he was on McAfee the other day and, and he said him and Goody have been having good conversations. And, you know, the one thing that I kind of took away from that was that, uh, you know, Aaron recognized that, Hey, we're, we're salary strapped. We're, our salary cap strapped right now. We only got a few million. And he kind of called out Packers fans saying like, you know, I, I think some fans need to realize that. So if Aaron realizes that he also knows he's a big reason why, you know, they're, they're mm-hmm. salary strapped. He has to know that. And his good buddies are a big reason why Bakhtiari and, and Devante and that sort of thing. But, you know, I just, you know, we got plenty of time to kind of talk about, is he going to be back next year or not? But I think that narrative is kind of changing a little bit for a lot of people across like, well, shit, maybe it's, it's not as doom and gloom anymore. You know, maybe we need to start, you know, when Aaron said, you know, I'm not, I don't know what's going to happen next year. I don't know if I'm going to be here or not. He's taking it in in stride this year. Dude seems really happy. He seems really to enjoy, you know, this team and, and loves this team and loves his coaching staff. So but I'm like you, I'm like, I'm just taking in every single game. And luckily so far, it's been six out of uh, six out of the seven, seven out of the eights have been uh, pretty damn good so far. They really have. Yep. And it got to enjoy it, man. And, and we're going to find out a lot about this team in the upcoming weeks here. I think um, I, I don't want to see, I do not want to see them with Kansas city struggling, walking in thinking they, you know, Kansas city struggling. We got this game because, they still have Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey. I mean, they can flip a switch. And I don't want the Packers to be their get-right game. <laughs> right, right. So we got to go in there and take exactly. care of business. Yeah, because, I mean, you're looking at it. you got Kansas City, who's still desperate. Who knows with Seattle if that's going to be the game Russell Wilson is actually going to come back for. I know that's what Russell wants, and he's got the pin out, but we'll we'll see. At Minnesota is always going to be kind of weird. Then you got the Rams now with, with Von Miller over there. You know, that's kind of the end of the third quarter before they get their bye week. And then, you know, you're you're against Chicago uh, at Baltimore with a running quarterback. Who knows who's going to be healthy for Cleveland on Christmas. And you still got Minnesota, Detroit. So it, it's still, yeah, I agree with you. This upcoming stretch of games coming up here is really going to tell us. And, and again, I, I, I hate to keep living in the past, but that's why I go back to that Arizona game like, there was just, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a dominating win, but I almost feel better about how they won it. You know, if they would have gone in there and just like dominated, it would have been all oh, cool. That's awesome. But the way they did it, you know, that it wasn't yep. the, it was grinding it out eight minutes, those drives. It was, it was just the defense. And, you know, I talked about the other day, it was that NFL and Fox put up a graphic on Instagram, the five scariest defenses in the league. When was the last time we yep. saw Green Bay? And Green Bay was on that damn list. And that's they the thing. Right in the middle. Yeah, and that's the thing. Gair and Zadarius come back. You're going to have four pass rushers between Zadarius, Rashawn, Gary, Preston, and now Whitney with that rotation over there. I mean, it's going to be freaking awesome. You you can keep those right. guys fresh and rotate them in. It's just going to be – that's what gives me goosebumps. It gives me the fucking chills right now thinking about that possibility. Yeah, you and me both, man. It's – it's they they've – they're set up. I mean, they've got as good a shot as anybody. And with 12, I mean, and that's, that's the thing you said, like the way they won, this team is built now that it, you know, in all those McCarthy years, if Rogers isn't throwing for 400 yards and four touchdowns, we're getting beat. 
Yeah. Or or we're in a really tight game. Rodgers can throw for a buck 70 and one score and we can win by two touchdowns. So this team, you know, one thing and and I'm jumping around, you know, but we go back to, you know, what I would have liked to seen for uh, you know, for a trade deadline acquisition. This team is built to win and they can do it. We've got a heck of a running game that one two punch with with Jones and Dylan. I would have liked to seen them bring in a running back. Um, you know, if one of those two goes down, we're in a lot of trouble, especially with Hill now being hurt. So, um, but I'm sure they've they've got some bodies. I'm not sure who's on the practice squad right now that they could call up, but they'll, yeah, yeah. But yeah, this team's they're they're built to do it, man. I, I'm I'm really excited. I mean, this is the best defense they've had in a long time, and it, I was guilty of it in the beginning of the year, screaming about the style of play and how it hasn't really changed. But um. You got you got to give them credit. I mean, they they have been improving every week, and the scheme is not the same as what Petten had. We're still, in my opinion, playing a little soft on the on the corners. Yeah. But if you see after the first couple of weeks, they're not just playing soft. As soon as those receivers break, we are crashing hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, I don't know. I I think and and our our front four, Dean Lowry, beginning of the year, I was complaining about him, but he has been lights out the last month. Um, they're really getting a, they're getting pressure with that front four, which helps the back end a lot. So it, everything's kind of gelling and I hope they get all healthy and, and keep going in this direction. I, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it is. So a uh, big game coming up against Kansas city though. Kind of, we already chatted a little bit about that too, but you're, you're right. Don't, don't let this be Kansas city's bounce back game. Don't let this be, you know, because they're still, I, they almost remind me of green Bay's teams in the latter McCarthy years where, it's like, you're kind of like, why aren't they putting up more points? You know, why aren't they playing better? You know, 20 points against the Giants. What the, the heck's going on? They almost remind me of those latter McCarthy Packer years where, like, there's no reason they shouldn't be putting up a bunch of points. And for whatever reason, it's just it's just not working right now. That's the, that's the kind of feeling I have with, with Kansas City. Like, they can come out and just explode at any time. Yeah. And, you know, kind of what's hurting them, too, is, you know, Edwards Hilaire being hurt. Um, Williams is averaging like not even three yards per carry. So they can't run the ball. So yeah. what are teams doing to them? Same thing they do to, to Rodgers. And you've been hearing about it all year is that, that too high safety look and dropping eight in coverage. And Mahomes is, he's, he's off. He's not how he has been the last few years. And, and we kind of saw that with Rodgers after, you know, the Super Bowl years, he kind of went through a stretch. Let's not pretend last year was the norm for three years prior to last year. People were kind of thinking, okay, is, is, has Rodgers lost it? Um, and how easy people forget those three years where he didn't even have 20 touchdowns. Right. Um, so, you know, Mahomes will bounce back. Like Rodgers was talking on McAfee yesterday. He's too talented not to. But, yeah, they are down. And I guarantee they're they're looking at this game with the Packers to say, hey, let's go beat the Packers and flip our season and go. And that's what they want to do. So we, they're going to – I'm telling you, I think this is going to be a, a high-scoring affair this coming weekend. Yeah, I think that's the only thing we have yet to kind of see from Green Bay is that can they get in a shootout, right? I mean, a couple of times we've mentioned it this year, you know, maybe it's going to be a shootout type of game. We kind of talked about that with Arizona. It hasn't been the case. They, I think they've only hit 30 points once or twice, you know, this year. They, we really haven't seen them go out and, and get into a shootout game. Maybe that's one of the only few questions we have left. Can they, can they play in that type of style? I think they can. I really do. I think they can. Wow. I think they can. They just haven't had, they haven't needed to, you know, and, and I like to see this sustain, you know, five, six, seven minute drives ending in touchdowns 
you know, when they, they took the game over at the, you know, went 91 yards the other day and, um, yeah, that, that, that's the fun stuff to watch from this team. And I, but I, like you said, I think if we had to get in a shout, shootout and you need Rodgers to drop back and, and hit these guys, he'll do it. I think we're seeing, <laughs> I, yeah, I think we're seeing a really aggressive Matt LaFleur as opposed to last year. And we really saw that in that Arizona game, you know, not only, I mean, he could have kicked the field goal at the end and gone up six and, six and said, all right, Arizona's got to score a touchdown, you know, and, and kick an extra point to beat us. Well, he, you don't get it. So, first of all, ballsy play. But then even earlier when they went for it on fourth down down there, was that uh, the catch to uh, EQ, Equinemius? Yeah. Down kick. Yep. You're seeing a different LaFleur, and I don't know if it's a direct result from the NFC Championship game or that, but maybe he's just a young dude getting more confident you know, kind of getting the feedback from his players a little bit more, but you're getting this, this, yeah, I don't want, I'm not saying he's getting arrogant by any means, but he's just putting more faith in his players. It it kind of seems like too. And I think the players are feeding off that. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. But I do want to say that I hate the, the narrative and I hate everybody that not you do. You hear it a lot going back to that NFC championship game. They had to score twice. Big deal. They kicked the field goal. You needed two scores. And if Rodgers was that tick, you wouldn't have thrown it at Adams' feet on third down. You would have ran for it and tried to get it in. Because if it's fourth and goal from the one or the two, they probably go for it there, but not from the eight or the ten. Right. Yep. I agree with you. But I agree with you. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, you you hear people reference that championship game, like even Pat McAfee, and it's like, hold on, people. It's not like that was the go-ahead touchdown. They still needed an onside kick. They still needed to score again. (laughs) So, Yeah. They needed to come away with a stop on D. Yep. They needed to come away with a stop on D. So, or you and know, they did. It's not for a, a terrible, a terrible penalty call. But anyway, yeah. or you know, when Jair gets you a couple of interceptions, you know, come away with points on those drives after that. Exactly. So, yeah, you know. people forget about those things. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. Last topic up here. I want to chat a little bit about uh, the. Uh, uh, college football playoff. I know we don't talk a whole lot about college football in here, but this playoff thing, I mean, the the top four teams, Georgia, uh, Alabama, Michigan State, and uh, and Oregon. Cincinnati, who's the number two ranked team in the country, sixth on this thing. So my question to you here, C-Bomb, are we ever going to see a non-team from the Power Five get into this current format of the college football playoff? Should Cincinnati be allowed in this top four? I mean, I, I'll tell you right now, I think they should be. I think they should be. I, I agree 100%. And, you know, Alabama's got a loss. So, in my opinion, take them out of there. Um, if they don't like it, don't lose a game. Cincinnati's doing all they can. They're, they're winning. They're beating and beating convincingly everyone on their schedule. Um, if this year isn't the year, and, you know, your boy Luke Anthony brought up actually what I thought was kind of a good point this morning. Are they purposely keeping Cincinnati out just to try and get that expansion? Because I wouldn't put that past the whole, yeah. um, you know, it's a machine we're dealing with here. And those power five, they, that's who they want in there. Um, but, yeah, I, Cincinnati, if, and it'll probably play itself out, but I, I think it's uh, absurd that Cincinnati's sitting on the outside. And not not like at five, they're at six, you know. So right. That, that, yeah. Not in my, <laughs> I mean, they're, they got to leapfrog. They're, they need help now to get in. Not only do they got to take care of their business, but they got to rely on like a couple teams to lose. You know, that's where I thought, right. Okay. Maybe put Michigan. I thought they were going to put Michigan state at five because 
they can say, well, you know, you take care of your business. They're going to get in because they still got to play Ohio State and Penn State, two ranked teams. So you beat those two. Well, then you're probably going to be in if you, you know, go to the Big Ten championship game. But they, I was actually kind of surprised they did put Michigan State in there. I'm not arguing that they shouldn't have been. But I thought that would have been like their reasoning, like, hey, they can get in. They got the path to get in. They just got to take care of their business. Um, but the whole Cincinnati thing, I mean, it's it's an interesting thing to think about. Are they doing it on purpose so they can expand it here? But, you know, it's, it's strength to schedule, all that other sort of stuff. I know that's like always the big argument here. But, I mean, I get it. It should be a factor. But like Jay Billis says, like if, it's, if, if strength to schedule is the main thing, then Cincinnati shouldn't be above Michigan or, you know, some of those one-loss teams that they are above in there. You know, Michigan's one loss is to Michigan State, you, you know. Yep. So it's it should be a part of it. But if you're going to use it as the main thing, it, it, it doesn't make sense. You know, it doesn't make sense then. So I I hate the college football playoff. Uh, you know, the thing is, is, like, even if they do expand it, I don't have faith they'll even get that right. Like, I feel like if they expand – like, if this year it was eight teams – I honestly feel like they might have had Cincinnati at eight or nine. I, I I really do. I feel like they would have still had them down towards the end. Yeah, I I hate the system the way we got it, and I don't know how you fix it. Um, yeah. You know, it, it everybody's going to always have a snub, but there should be if there's a program like Cincinnati that is undefeated and winning convincingly, what why wouldn't they be in your top eight? Um, yeah. And yeah, so just, with a marquee win against Notre Dame on there, you know, it's not like right. they're beating one double A opponents and being undefeated. They've, they've got a marquee win on their resume. Right. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. I, I, I don't get it. I, I don't like it. It's part of my gripe about college football is, and I don't see how it's that hard. You, you let the, the conference champion of all the power fives in and then three at large and then Cincinnati's in and they got a shot. I think, um, you know, I think part of it, get rid of rankings, you know, get rid of the preseason rankings, you know, because it's already yeah. set the first impression of these teams, this mindset, like, you know, Georgia comes in and Alabama and these teams, you know, they're already like top four ranked. Well, it's, it's already set the bar, like, and I'm not trying to disagree. The they're great teams, but, you know, it's already got that mindset. Like, oh, well, they were one and they lost to, you know, the, the fifth team. You were only going to move them down as get rid of the damn preseason rankings and the rankings. And then, you know, you don't have this impression like, oh, you know, they were ranked at this point. And oh, no, just go with the product that what you see on the field, go with the product with what we see on the field. Yep, exactly. I, it, it's, it's, it's asinine. You know, think of the, think of the wins against the Badgers early this year when they were in, what were they ranked at the beginning of the year? Three, four, something like that. It's kind of funny to think they of that were, now. They were like, but, yeah, I don't think they were right that high. I think they were like 11 or 12, somewhere around there. They were, I thought they were. I don't think they were top five. They were up there high. Okay. Was that last year? Maybe I'm like, you know, my, I'm getting old, man. My head's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, they, now they're ranked 21st in there and they're not even ranked in the AP. So, I mean, it's like, it, it's, it's so, when you make it more confusing for the fans, and for people to try to understand it, that's where you lose interest in it. And that's where you get all these gripes. Like what it's like, if you know, pass interference calls, why you got to make it so confusing, you know, especially like when you don't understand the game and you don't understand what's going on, that's where you lose fans. And that's where you lose interest in the sport when it becomes too freaking complicated to follow. 
right? Yeah, it's it. the The question is, you know, we got the playoff. You, you look years ago, and everybody complained about the BCS and the rankings and blah blah blah. So we got our playoff. We got our four teams. Now everyone wants eight teams, which I think eventually we'll get to. But then, when is that not enough? When does it go to sixteen? You know, there's always going to be a gripe, but. I don't know what the right way is, but I think we're better than we were, you know, 10 years ago. Um, I hope in 10 years we're, we're better than we are now because right now the system is not, is not working well. Yeah. I, I want to see, you know, I don't want to see it go to like double digits because then you're right. Because I mean, they do it in basketball, you know, they got their 68 teams and we're still griping who doesn't make it. You know, we're we're talking about 69th and 70th best teams that don't make the damn tournament. And I get once in a while you have the Cinderella's and that, but yeah, regardless of what that number is going to be, there's going to be those frustrated, you know, fan bases or teams that they didn't make it. But at some point you got to realize too, that's a part of the game. It's a part of it. Does it suck? It sucks. It's not going to be a perfect thing in there. I do think they can do a little bit better, but it's not going to be a hundred percent. It's just people need to realize that too. Right. Yeah. Short of, you know, it's like you look at the NFL, you look at professional sports, you have set divisions, set conferences, and it's it's a structured format that brings out the champion eventually. With college football, it's, you know, 100, how many Division One schools that are, there's, the only way to rank them is by having a ranking. Right. Um, unless you unless you set up regions that, you know, they have to come out of, kind of like you do a, a state football tournament, yeah. um, or, or your conference winners, like I said, your conference winners and then how they would determine the the three at large teams. Um, there's, there's gotta be a better, more structured way they can do it than, than what we currently have. I agree. All right. See you, Bob. That's all the time we got. This was a good one, man. You're a little more relaxed. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a good one. I like it. I had, I, I was going to ask you a question, a non-sports question. Do it. That, Okay. This one, this one, put your thinking cap on. I think I know how you're going to answer. You get to meet. Now, these are all going to be three. I don't want to call them fictional because they might not be fictional. Okay. You get 10 minutes, a 10-minute encounter with one of these three, and you have no phone. You still got to, and you got to try and prove to everybody that you had this encounter. Oh. You get to, you get to encounter an alien, <laughs> a ghost. Or Bigfoot. Which, Which of those three I... do you want it? To... Yep. Um, a ghost. Really? It's a ghost because I'll tell you why. That gives me kind of an idea that there's something else after life. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like maybe there's something yeah. else after we leave. That's sort of that's where my mind goes with that. So um yeah that that to me is actually pretty easy because it would be like the thing is though too like with a lot of those i don't want to be by myself <laughs> i'd be scared shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah like you read these stories about people like waking up in the middle of the night and there's somebody at their bed you know at the end of their bed in that but i feel like if it was like that and like you're actually having like a conversation or something like that it's like okay maybe there's something after this like there there's there's my proof that there's something after this you know, right. That sort of thing. So that's where I, what would you do? Yeah, I, it wouldn't be Bigfoot. I know that I threw Bigfoot out there. Cause I know you want, yeah, you're the Bigfoot guy. Yeah. Um, a ghost would scare the shit out of me. Um, I swear that I've been 
encountered with ghosts in the past, so that's a whole other story. Yeah, we're going to um, talk about that on the next one. <laughs> <laughs> but then the alien, boy, that would really make you make you wonder, you know, what's out there? Um, I don't know. I thought it'd be a good question for you. I didn't think I'd have to answer it. Yeah. Mine was yeah. Right. Yeah, but there's people out there that think they've encountered all of them. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. All right, we're going to hear about your ghost stuff later, though. So don't even, don't even tell me about it beforehand. I want it. I want to come in completely unknown and all that. So Sounds good. Go. All right, bud. Hey, we'll talk <laughs> with you again soon, okay, sir? Right on, brother. You have a good day. Go Pat, go. Actually going to do a little bit of an audible here. My f closing arguments, I'm going to go to the college football playoff committee here. So before we get to the closing arguments, the other news in the in the NFL that is just, it's awful, it's sad, it's horrible. It's, it's man, Henry Ruggs III, DUI, uh, driving 156 miles per hour in a Corvette, slowed down to 127 according to reports. Rear-ended another vehicle, which killed the young passenger, a uh, 22-, 23-year-old girl, killing her. The, the car engulfed in flames. If you read some of the reports, there was witnesses. They, they could hear her screaming and, and yelling for help or, you know, and, you know, the, the car, if you've seen the video, it's, it's, uh, it's not good. Um, if you've seen the after pictures, I mean, you can see the car really burnt and charred and all that. It's just, what an awful situation. It's hard to kind of come up with the words, I guess, to, to describe it. But it's like, first of all, your, your thoughts and prayers are with the family for the, for the young girl who lost her life. And then, you know, Henry Ruggs third, what are you doing, man? I mean, what are you doing for all it's for all the different ways for you to be able to get home a different way besides getting in your vehicle drunk and driving. You took somebody's life because you were selfish because you got in a vehicle after you were drinking. You were two times double the legal limit according to reports. You were selfish, and you took somebody's life. It's It's awful. It's unacceptable for for a person like you know, like Henry Ruggs III. You're a pro football player. You're you you know you're an ascending pro football player, and you made that decision that affected your life in an instant, affected your life in an instant. It ended another person's life. Just an, I mean, it's stories like that where for, for me, sometimes it's hard to come up with words and, and I feel like the words at times are not, it, it, it's not enough. Like, I feel like maybe it doesn't describe the situation very well, but it's, we live in a world now where there is multiple different ways for you to get home safely for you to make right decisions, Uber, Lyft, walk. I don't, don't go out. 
what it just awful. It's awful. And it's, and I got a feeling more is going to come out. The more reports come out. Um, and it's just, I don't know what else you can say other than it's just an awful situation Two young lives. When you factor in Henry Ruggs III, and I know he had his uh, girlfriend with him too, but you look at Henry Ruggs III, who's facing possible jail time, an ascending young player living a dream that a lot of people wish that they could be doing, playing professional football. That flipped in an instant. That flipped. His whole life has flipped because of one decision. And that one decision also ended a young life in an instant, too. I can't imagine, can't imagine both sides right now, her family and, and Henry Ruggs and such awful, awful. All right. We're going to take our final break. Closing arguments coming up next. Before we get to our next segment here, I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Twisted Tea. I love that stuff, Twisted Tea. I'm a big iced tea guy anyways. You know, I've got the instant iced tea in the pantry. That's kind of my go-to beverage and such. But when it comes to tailgating or or in the backyard, sitting in the back porch, uh, with, with summer right around the corner, nothing quenches my thirst like a Twisted Tea, especially the man cans. You know, those big ones right there, just getting them out of the cooler, ice cold twisted tea now they've got a bunch of different flavors i'm a big like uh the 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 arnold palmer type the the 50 50 lemonade and and uh the iced tea that, that's my favorite one right now you know they got the raspberry they got the original and, and a bunch of different flavors for you to try out but this summer when it's getting hot I'm getting a little warm and you're sitting in the back porch you're doing some grill outs or you know you're doing some tailgating for for some baseball games Grab a twisted tea. It's going to go down a lot smoother and it's going to cool you down and it tastes great as well. All right, it's time for closing arguments as we end the ep- this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. And the, uh, the topic that's going to get the brunt of my frustration again on these closing arguments is the College Football Playoff Committee. The, the, uh, the first rankings for the College Football Playoff came out. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Alabama. Number three, Michigan State. Number four, Oregon. Number five, Ohio State. And then Cincinnati coming in at six. Yes, Cincinnati that was ranked number two in the country, and they're undefeated. I My thought, my predictions heading into it, I thought it was going to be Georgia. Uh, I thought it was going to be Alabama. I thought it would be Cincinnati. And then, you know, I was thinking, okay, maybe Oregon or Ohio State's. Maybe even Oklahoma, because Oklahoma is a big time program. They're undefeated. You could say, well, who have they beat, et cetera, et cetera. They put Oklahoma down at eight, which kind of surprised me that they put them down there. But I thought they'd put Michigan State at like five because, you know, Michigan State still has to play Penn State and Ohio State. And and they'd put them in a position where, you know, Michigan State, yep, we put you at five, but you take care of your business. You're going to be in it. It was kind of their back way, you know. So I'm not arguing that they shouldn't be in there. They, they've got some big-time wins. I just thought they'd put them at number five and use the excuse they will get in if they take care of their business. But it is inexcusable not to put Cincinnati in there. It is inexcusable. And not only did they not put them at number five, 
They put them at six. So Cincinnati's got to take care of their business, but they also need some help. Here's the thing. And I guess this could have been here's the thing too. See, I always say here's the thing when I get a little riled up on topics. But I don't think we're going to see non-Power 5 teams in this current format of the college football playoff. I don't think we're going to see it. I know we kind of talked a little bit about it with, with C-Bomb there, but my thing is, is like, even if it does get expanded, even if it does get expanded, we're going to have this con- continuous conversation. You know, if it expands to eight, well, teams nine and 10, they should have made it. Expand it to 10. All right, we expand it to 10. Well, teams 11, 12, and 13 should have made it. You know, we're always going to have this conversation. We have this conversation when it comes to the basketball tournament. Every year, it doesn't matter how many teams are going to be allowed. Whenever they do expand the playoff, it doesn't matter what they expand it to. There's going to be people that are griping. There's going to be teams that are griping that so-and-so is not in it. At a certain point, it's just like, it is what it is. Cap it off. It is what it is. It's a part of the game. Gripe about it. Complain about it. It's a part of it. Is it a, It's never going to be 100% right. It's never going to be 100% correct. But to not put Cincinnati in the top four is is asinine. It's wrong. I get putting in power five schools, you know, bigger programs, maybe more talent and blah, 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 crap. But I think too much is put on preseason rankings, rankings at the beginning of the season because it's already set the bar. It's already set the expectation for that team. That, you know, they have a little hiccup here or there. They're not going to get dropped down as far. But teams like Cincinnati, heck, even teams like maybe even a Wisconsin, you lose a game, you're out. Alabama loses a game, ah, they're still good. My fix, expand it by a couple more teams, get rid of rankings. That's just my thought on on college football. It's not going to be 100%. It's not going to be 100% accurate. Not everybody's going to be happy about it. But my solution, expand it by a few teams, get it up to eight, get rid of preseason rankings. Useless. Useless. And it hurts teams like Cincinnati. And and the thing is, they're number two and they're not even in it. But there's just this, this mindset that other the other groups of five, the other conferences, can't hang with the big dogs. Can't hang with the big time programs. We won't know unless they play. We won't know that. Sometimes you're just going to have to take that chance. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. We'll catch up with you guys again in the next few days. Enjoy the week. Thanks for listening. Love you all. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast. But can you do me a quick favor? Can you subscribe, follow, like, and share the podcast? And, you know, rate it, like if you're on iTunes or anything like that. Just make it a good rating. That way other people can find the podcast, too. Hey, we're everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, you name it. We're all over. Spread the word about the Man Cave Podcast. Until next time, I'm Dan Casper, and we'll talk with you later.